All right, we'll get on to the punter questions oh, uh, oh. from the shout-out to the Ride the Wave uh, private uh, Facebook group, mm. Eric Samuel. There are, these guys are bloody onto it too. They're, oh, every time I look at the chat group, I feel dumber by the day because they're uh, yeah. very intelligent men, hence why some of these questions won't be answered. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Samuel, the uh, the founder himself, asked about Nathan Tinkler, AQC, and general thoughts on the coal market. That was pretty uh, good. Well, so, Tinkler's been outbid today. Well, Tinkler's as we been outbid by M Resources, a company run by Matt Latimer, who's a major shareholder in um, BCB, Bowen yep. Coke and Coal. Um, BCB, yeah, Bowen Coke Bowen and Coal. Bowen Coal. Um, yeah, so interesting to see he's coming back in. But I mean, the coal market's been absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Uh, you know, you've now got you know over four hundred dollars a. A ton for coking, uh, for thermal and and coking. Um, you know, you've just seen that some of the listed companies' profit results, things like Whitehaven that mm. that made, I think it was at three billion dollar EBITDA, yeah. Um, yeah. just Phenomenal. paid a paid a massive dividend. Mm. Like, you know, they've gone from you know, sub a dollar to over seven dollars. They went ex dividend today. Yeah. Similarly, Coronado Coal, um, a cracking result. BCB, as I mentioned, um, up there. So. Yeah, I think AOC was a little tiddler. I don't think they're not in production, but uh, they had debt um, and Tinkler bid, I think, sort of 30-odd cents. Um, and these guys, it looks like they've been, he's been gazumped today by um, by uh, M Resources, this Matt Latimer, who's got a you know, strong track record in the, in the coal industry. Uh, potential for back and forth again or not sure? Oh, not close enough to it, but with all these, um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I don't think, yeah. Yeah, but I think Big Tinkler, he's, uh, <laughs> he looks like a back and forth sort of fella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that Bond vibe about him. Bond I think he dog. dusted most of his brass, so yeah. he's, he's probably he's coming only... out of hiding from Singapore. Where he's spanked yeah. it all on he's the horses. He's a couple of horses up for yeah. security. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, isn't it funny when you think about the coal market, the fact that they don't want to mine it, there's just going to be all this coal in the ground that will be possibly oh. left there forever. Oh. Like, it's a weird concept. Concept when you think about well, there, someone just sent us through something yeah. on, um, on, on Twitter with GM are just out um, with their new vehicle, you know, their new electric vehicle, and they're showing it off to the media. And they said, "Oh, but who's where's the electricity come from? You know, where, where's it being generated?" And they and she goes, "Oh no, it's uh, we, we lease it off this uh, off this building." They asked the building, "Oh, where's it coming?" Oh, ninety five percent coal. coal. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. So it's yeah, just like you know, and, and that's the reality. Yeah. yeah. No, anyway. Not at all. So um, there, there, there'll be. I'm sure there'll be research. It's like, right, what else can we use it for? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, next one. Matthew Horgan asks. This is a bloody good question. Would love to hear how they uh, speaking about precision funds management specifically. Would love to hear how precision go about accounting for incorporating jurisdictional risk into their company valuations, whether it's as simple as sovereign risk premium to the discount rate or Further thought whether there are any jurisdictions they simply won't touch. Um, only, You're giving away your secret recipe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, great question, and it's something you always grapple with. I think um, it, it's it's a combination of. Um, I, I mean, my my, my uh, strong view is that you really only go offshore if it's a really good project. Yep. Like, like you've got it's a, you, you don't go to Africa, like especially like West Africa or anywhere there, for a marginal you know one gram open pit you know goal approach. So if you're going to go over there, if you're going to take on that that um, perceived political risk, then you want a really good project. And I remember you know many years ago Anvil Mining in the Congo. You know they, the reason why they were successful is because they had a seven percent open pit copper ore body. So mm, you know, and I remember Bill Turner, the founder of of Anvil, always talking about the 
the, the geological risk versus the political risk. And he said, you know, like I could go to Australia and the geological risk is huge because everything's been trolled over. I'm not going to find a 7% open pit copper ore body. But if I can manage my way successfully in the Congo, they're the opportunities. And it's a, it's a different uh, mindset. You know, there's very few people that can actually do that and actually operate successfully in there. And you've got to have a team and you've got to have – you know, a track record and spend a hell of a lot of time over there. Um, you know, I suppose to that point too, Clutch, it's like yeah. we've got an investment in West African well, resources. I was about to ask, they'd yeah. be, they'd yeah. be and, doing know, it the and, best, wouldn't and, they? Andy's been researched it and we've invested in it for a long time and essentially since Richard Hyde's been CEO, he's had five Five coups in Mali. Five coups uh, sorry, Burkina. So, um, yeah. uh, you know, and, and and that's you know with those pro and that's a cracking project. Cracking if you project. look, they, they were the lowest um, ca- all in cost producer. They just uh, generating you know huge cash flow. They put out their um, just their f- um, first half result the other day, um, generating great cash. They built the project 100 debt finance, which is. A, yeah, which was huge. They repaid yeah. that within a year. Um, he's now been able to get a second project, which takes them from sort of two hundred and twenty thousand ounces to four hundred thousand ounces. And because he's done it before, the market will back him. You know, yeah. and go. You know, he's now. You know, he's, he's grown that company from nothing to a one point three billion dollar company. But, but so it's just part of doing business in Africa. It's part of doing business. So it's a coup. You just you get on with it. It's yep. it heightened when it happens and it starts to dissolve yeah. over time. But, but it's fair to say we do monitor. You know, the portfolio's geographical. Uh, risk yeah. and you know so we'll only apportion so much money to Africa and yeah. we're only going to back good people and, and good projects yeah, as Andy absolutely. said so uh, uh, it's something that we monitor uh, just to make sure that your uh, exposures don't get out of whack mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. you know if we were to take on another significant position uh, in Africa at the moment it would probably be at the detriment of another African holding yeah. and yeah. also so- if there's majors operating in country already you want to make sure that there's a, t- you know, if we were in there for something to be built to be taken out, then you've obviously got a natural, you know, acquire yeah. of the asset. So yeah, but, but being a pioneer in Africa is, is pretty not, hard. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You so, know, you got to. It's um, yeah. There's lots of uh, and trying to monitor it from Australia. So yeah. the easy thing is for your valuation, you increase the discount rate and all that. So that's a an overlay, but then it comes down to more that sort of uh, qualitative, um, you know, the people involved, have they got a track record, yep. how long are they, you know, it, it's, I, I, and there's some guys that will say, you know, some of our best companies say, hey, we, we, will, we, we are not going to go to Africa because we do not have that skill set yeah. to operate there. We are purely domestic. That's our strong, you know, skill set. If you look at something like a Capricorn's presentation at Diggers, you know, what do we do well? Open pit yep. WA. Yeah, and that's and I actually watched um I watched Capricorns as yeah. well, but actually watched um West Africans diggers presentation yeah. as well, and they said for Kiaka they said we've just used the exact same model we yeah. did, and we're just it's doing it again. We've done it before, yeah. and and still had the Absolutely. vision of going yeah. to hopefully six hundred with another project yeah. as well. So and, they're definitely looking to. And grow. it's interesting that you know countries we wouldn't go. I mean. Um, well, DRC you wouldn't go. <sighs> DRC hard for have to be exceptional. What about PNG? Is that hard as well? Again, I, I mean, Indonesia, yeah. I sort of personally had a bad experience go. with, would be. Philippines, you wouldn't hard. go. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's each project, but. South Africa's hard. South Africa's hard. South we, Africa, yeah. Africa, yeah. Hard. we had one investment there and, we, you know, we, we sold it. And that was four years of pain. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um, you, you never say never, but it, it's probably got to be. You know, to go to those countries, you want multiple returns. You know, to, to, to take on that risk. Yeah. You know, it all comes down to risk reward. Yep. Ultimately, isn't it? You know, so if you are going to put a dollar into that, you like to see maybe five x over 
Yes, know, three years. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like with copper being um, coming to the forefront. What about yep. like South America as a landscape? If you invest internationally in those companies, is there <laughs> well, still a lot of risk there? We're in Brazil. We're in Centaurus and Nickel. Um, you know, Oz have gone into Brazil through Avanco, so that doesn't scare us. But you know, we were in Ecuador for a while. But you want um, advanced projects, you know, you want advanced early projects, stage yeah. exploration. Yeah. You want to see something yeah. that's, you know, yeah. got the yeah. people and project behind it that can so, go all the way. Yeah, so yeah. something like Centaur is probably interesting because Darren mm. Gordon's been in, you know, they've been in Brazil for 10 years. Yeah. You know, and they originally started as an iron ore. Iron ore play, yeah. Iron ore play. And then they got, you know, because they were in country, got this project off Valley and did a, did a ground swap with one of their copper you know, a copper, a copper tenement and, you know, now that that's a company maker. You know, they've taken that, you know, it's going to be probably 800,000 tonnes of contained nickel at the moment. They've, yep. done, a, they've done a feasibility, um, you know, they're targeting production by, you know, calendar year 25 sort yeah. of thing. So, yeah. um, you know, you've got to look at all these opportunities and then ultimately, you know. Does the risk it, match the reward, re essentially? Yeah, and, and, and do you back the management of that to to be able to deliver what they're saying, you know. So how long will they spend over in country? Yep. You know, what have they been to the country before? It's all great going, you know. Like the number of presentations, you know, you have from people in different countries in Africa. Going, oh, oh, you know, we're, we're we're you know, this is the Switzerland of Africa, you know. Yeah. You just, well, you know, it's, it's the irony is like we put we invested in Tanzania five years ago, and you would have said in the last two decades, Tanzania was the place to be in Africa. It was a standout in terms yep. of mining. Yep. And then they had a uh, Magnafoli, John Magnafoli came to power, changed everything. Yep. So then that's just changed. He passed away yeah. uh, from COVID a year and a half ago. Now it's back on an even footing. But you would have said you'd make that investment every day of the week. Yep. So you go through these cycles where it does change. Yep. You know, so. Apologies to Russia for not asking about you, but I think we know the answer there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is a long one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the afternoon slot. Um, <laughs> drive. The drive. There's a drive. <laughs> well, next one. We now, now I've got the keg working again. We're, um, We're we'll in trouble. the next one at uh, my joint. Yeah, well, I'm speaking, I just got it working this morning right. at 10.30, so I was yeah. on the beer. you have a drink? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, bloody oath. Um, right, last question. Callum O'Neill, given the people resources constrained, have we seen extended timeframes, costs for PFS, DFS works? Uh, that are making it more difficult for developing companies or do they need to go for bigger raises to protect themselves? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, in, in, in simple terms. There's no doubt that we're, you know, the inflation cycle we're in at the moment, things are costing a hell of a lot more uh, and, and then it's a match between um, dilution for existing shareholders and um, yeah. how much debt you're willing to take on for some of these projects. Um, so, uh, but if you're a small, you know, uh, uh, you know, we're a firm viewer of, Believer that if the you know if the market is open, then companies should be yeah. if they've got a good project, you know, should be raising money. All Corp's a good example. You yep. know, Tico's talking about Tanzania before uh, they just came out with their DFS this week, and uh, you know, talking of cost inflation, um, you know, the uh, capex on that project four seventy four US uh, million. Now that's probably up from you know fifteen two, twenty two, two, oh, two eighty seven, but includes. Yeah. 110 million in pre-production mining yeah. sort yep. of thing. Yep. So yep. like for like basis yeah. is probably up. You're right. You know, yeah. 20, 30 percent sort of thing. Yeah. 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 So it's 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 an ongoing issue, and and you know, dead right. You, you have to raise more money to fund these things. But you know, you still want to see projects being developed. So you want to see them going through the PFS DFS stage. Um, and uh, it's going to be more expensive to do business. I think, I think it is coming to a bit of a 
peak and possibly yeah. going the other way. A lot of yep. vibe in. I know it's any mining market is an indicator. But I know just a couple of projects to start to shut down. A couple of contracts, like say, like DeGroos has finished up. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Walloon's, um Yep. In it, so that's in, injecting yeah, a lot of operators yep. back in. That's just yep. in the underground mining market. So yeah, 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 you okay. can imagine mining. Yeah. Um, holistically, um, it doesn't take many. More many people to get thrown back into the system to drop wages and, and everything. So yep. pretty much we're on the back foot now. So <laughs> I'll, I'll be holding on to my pay rise. They're not fucking taking that off me. 